Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Pre-game, post-game podcast. Jim Zoki, Mike Pacheco going into week 16. Two weeks left to go in the NFL season. I've lost count, is it? It is. <laughs> Check the math. I think it's right. <laughs> Game 15, week 16. Correct. We made it back from London. And we're uh, we're on to Indianapolis now. So yeah, it's been uh, it's That's been a, a good whirlwind. idea. Let's talk about the London trip. Again. We're on our third quarterback, <laughs> <laughs> our second head coach. Second coach, third quarterback. Let's go back to a happier time. How about Houston? Wasn't that a good week? Second country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second country, <laughs> different continent. Uh, but uh, I guess the storyline this week will be the quarterback and uh, and Will Greer. And actually, just uh, talked to Marty Herney just a little bit ago. And you know, they he, overall very pleased with what they got out of Kyle Allen for twelve weeks. But uh, now want to be able to see with two games remaining. Uh, what about Will Greer and what he can bring uh, for uh, two games here? And uh, a lot of things to like about him from the reasons that they drafted sure. him th- in the third round out of West Virginia. Davidson Day product, obviously. Grew up a Panther fan. So uh, I just thought it adds a little, uh, a little intrigue uh, to uh, otherwise two teams not playing for playoff uh, positioning this week. So it'll be fun to see what uh, Will Greer brings to the offense. Yeah, and uh, former Panther Frank Reich uh, talked about how, yep. how – uh, he's going to use stronger language than I am, but how uh, ticked off they are that they're not in the playoffs. Of course, four weeks ago, it looked like they had a good shot at it. But they're riding that same train we're riding. Yeah. They've been on a losing streak for a while now, too. Their season fell off. And, you know, they've had injuries. Brissett got mm-hmm. hurt early. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's been hurt uh, quite a bit this year. Marlon Mack for a while. Uh, but uh, beyond that, Brissett really hasn't played quite as well no. this year as he did in what he showed last year when healthy. That's not a good train to be on. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, um, not our problem, though. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> as our problem. As far as the Colts uh, portion of the ride. But, no. uh, yeah, for the Panthers, I think we're obviously clearly in 2020 mode. And, you know, you'd love to win uh, these games as you head out. And that's obviously still the goal every week. you got players that are planning on being around for a while uh, as that core. It'd be nice not to take a losing streak into the offseason. So, it'd be uh, great to get this one in Indianapolis this weekend. Well, and I think when you look at the the – decisions that the team has made over the last couple of weeks I mean you know certainly if you're a player this is you know prime prime time if you will to make sure you either have a spot on this team next year or you have you're auditioning now for 31 other teams because mm-hmm. um, you know I think that you know obviously the signal when when Ron was let go Ron Rivera was let go that former head coach was you know we're, we're serious about winning here and so now um, you know you know the interesting thing is sometimes when you see a move like that it does result in wins, and unfortunately for the Panthers, that that wasn't the case here. But you know, there's still a lot of good pieces uh, that will be here next year, and it's just a matter of you know guys, you know, showing ownership that they can trust them to to bring them back next year. Well, and depending on what they do at quarterback, I mean, you may have a former MVP back at quarterback next right, year, or right. you may be starting with these two young guys we've been seeing later in the year and some other piece at that position. So really with that, head coaching, obviously, a whole coaching staff, what will be added to the front office, there's a, there's a ton going on that uh, we can't even begin to speculate on, you know, parts and pieces to you know who the coach and what philosophy and style of uh, football we're going to be playing next year. You know, one thing that we've done this year that's been a lot of fun is, is doing the, the fifth quarter down in the, the North Lounge um, after the game's doing the post-game show there. And I'd say between that and just running into people on the street, the number one question I get, 
it, it changes form depending on what's going on. But you know, the latest iteration is you know st- status of Cam Newton. Do we think Cam Newton's going to be back next year? And I keep telling people, you know, if you have that answer, then you know you're probably you know the general manager of the team. And I don't even know if they know. I mean, it's, I don't think Cam has that answer. No, so. I don't think anybody knows the answer to <laughs> no, that. We don't. We got to see what he looks like health wise and coming out of that. And again, like uh, we said, with the, I think the coaching thing is a huge component. And I'm sure the interview process will include that uh, to a huge degree. There's not a more important position to get right than quarterback. And it's not a matter of like, do you like Cam? Do you not, not like Cam? It's like. Do you like Cam for one year or do you like Cam for six years? Right. Because his contract will be up after a year. So there's a lot of things for the organization to figure out as far as that goes. And I think you want to – obviously the big thing is how healthy is he – you know, is this how, – how how well is he going to come back from the surgery? And, then, you know, that's – I think it's good that he had the surgery when he had it because seemingly he'll be ready to go in March and when they're getting ready for OTAs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, he'll be – you would assume a full go on all that stuff. Yep. And look, I, and I've said this uh, before on other on other podcasts, but uh, I still think Cam has at least two or three good years left in him. I mean, I don't think he's, you know, I mean, certainly one great year, and I think he still has some some good shelf life left. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to even judge that because of the fact he had that great season in 2015 and then yeah. beginning over the past two, two and a half years with the shoulder issues uh, and now the foot thing this past year. It's like it's kind of hard to get a feel of exactly where he is be, because of some of that stuff. He's also had overall, in a kind of a converse way, some time to rest. That's what I'm saying. Like just had, I mean, he's basically going to have had two seasons where he hasn't played a full. It's like Thomas Davis has played 20 years, but really it's like 15 years <laughs> because he sat out with three torn ACLs and and rehabbing from all that stuff. So it, it's a little bit different situation. Well, well maybe and maybe this is also good for that shoulder to get stronger and and. Give that the wear and tear factor. Yeah, yeah I mean, crying. maybe maybe you know, the unforced sabbatical is a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, he'll be he'll be well rested. That's for sure. <laughs> it's just a matter of are those uh, you know the, the shoulder and the and the foot and all that uh, are they sustainable in terms of how they'll hold up? And as you said, I think doing the surgery is kind of like doubly making sure that they're reinforcing that foot. I think it was right. something that was somewhat optional, and they're just doing it to honestly just secure it even more. Well, no. you got you got the time, so you might as well. Well, and that's and that's going to be. Big, obviously. I mean, you know, look, the longer he goes in his career, he's going to have to become less of, you know, that mobile style that he that he likes. But I I think he's got the ability. I mean, he's got a huge arm. You know, mm-hmm. I think the question does does he when does he commit mentally to becoming more of a traditional quote unquote passer? And you know, and that's a hard question to answer because or a hard thing to do because when you're at that level of athlete. And things kind of come not easy because he's worked hard for, but you know, some of the things he does come come naturally to him that are more difficult for other people to do. Well, we're seeing other guys like a healthy Russell Wilson doesn't really run very often, right? And he's fully healthy and capable of doing the same kind of thing as far as taking off and running, and he does it behind the line of scrimmage to make passes out of them. So I think. I don't know what his stats are now, but uh, I think Russell Wilson was maybe in the 200s for rushing yards this year with two games to go. And so he might end up in the 300s. And, you know, with Cam, who used to run for seven, 800 yards, I mean, you would take that yeah. as far as being just enough to show, yeah. keep the defenses honest, and, and, and run 300-whatever yards would be enough. Well, this is the pregame, postgame podcast. Um, but to talk about Sunday for a minute, uh, Russell Wilson, that was like vintage Russell Wilson, what he did to the Panthers. I mean, just when you thought, you're gonna get him for a loss, or you know something bad was gonna happen. Boom! He, you know, throws a you know little snap pass, or you know just a little you know shovel toss, pass. Shovel pass. Yeah. Thank you. I was, I was searching for the word shovel. <laughs> uh, and you know the shovel pass, or then you know then you know you think he's gonna be down at the two yard line. And he corks like a 55 yard pass. 
Um, but that's why the Seahawks are you know so dangerous. To a receiver who's no longer in the league, but yeah. still, oh yeah, I guess we'll get that one back. But um, yeah, it, it, yes, you know, we talk. You know, yeah, that should be an, should that be like an NCAA thing? Should the win not count? Because I think they should. <laughs> they should have to give back uh, at least sixty yards, if nothing else, if not the win. Give back like you know the second quarter. But <laughs> we're taking a touchdown off <laughs> the board. We're just looking for it. We're grasping at straws. Give us something here. <laughs> but as much as we talk about quarterback, I mean, it's just the the season long disappointment has been on the defensive side. I mean, just the inability oh, no to doubt. stop the run. They, they ran. Uh, Seattle did one fifty four. Carson had one thirty three and two touchdowns. And it doesn't matter if it's them. Or teams that don't run that well, like Washington and Atlanta. Well, Washington came in oh, like 89 yards a game, yeah, and they put horrible. up over 200 yards yeah, a game. Yeah, so that's, you know, again, not uh, absolving what happened on the offensive side this year, but the number one thing is you really tried to address the defense this year. It's like you fixed one issue, and then the dam broke in the other way with the yeah. rushing game and not in the, the pass rush game. But that's like uncomplimentary football. You know, because right. you know we want to see complementary football where the offense is doing things, and if the defense makes a big play, the offense you know can can fuel off that and vice versa. Yeah. But it's always I looked been the just reverse. I couldn't remember. We were twelfth in stopping the run last year when we yeah. had all those troubles, and we were twenty seventh in getting to the quarterback. And I haven't seen what we, first or second. I assume this week we're always in the yeah. top two for uh, quarterback sacks. And uh, the usual 29th, 30th in terms yeah. of rushing yards allowed. It's just it wasn't like that last year at all in terms of stopping the run on defense. Yeah, no, it's that that's that's been uh, and we talked about Eugene and Brett and I talked about that on the post game show that the biggest disappointment this year is the the fact that they can't stop the run. And if if we had said because I know we talked about this in in August that you know the defense was going to be a huge part of the, the success of the team and the fact that they haven't been able to. You know, stop the the run has been a huge element to that, and then you, you, you and that's where the offensive problems kind of come in because if, if if you're not stopping anybody and you're not scoring, you, you know that's I mean that's a recipe for a five and eight season. Yeah, I mean, there's really you know there's a need for a lot of um, and again seeing what the coaching style is next year. We could be back at a four three for all I know. Um, you know, we we've got a lot of across the board personnel issues. Like, is Greg Olson going to return? You right. got Ian Thomas, but you want depth at that position, obviously. Offensive line, it was really a patchwork job this year. You know, which parts of that offensive line do you like, and which yeah. parts need to be replaced? Defense, you know, same thing. You had some injuries, but there were also some pieces that clearly weren't fitting and working right. in what you were doing here that have to go. And then in the secondary, it's been again kind of hit and miss like you got some guys you think okay we drafted this guy second round this guy third round I was like oh, is he a starter or is he a yeah. nickel is he a backup well and <laughs> it's funny because every year going into the draft you always hear at some point whether it's the panthers or some team you're doing a a, a question and answer with the, the management and it's always best player available well, this year the best player available actually no matter almost any position you're going to fill a need yeah it's, it's like not a good problem to have when you have that kind yeah. of a widespread issue as far as what's going on there but uh you know all things that can be fixed obviously and uh things that'll happen through free agency and the draft both yeah see what happens and you had a fun day yesterday did have a fun day yesterday we had uh you know soccer happened and uh also we had winthrop basketball at 11 a.m., which I enjoyed getting to see you down there yesterday. doing your work. Yeah. I had a big crowd for that, and uh, that's my time of day, man, doing morning drive, going down there, see Winthrop win a basketball game at uh, 11, get out of there, have lunch. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Pretty good schedule. Yeah, put that, put so that on. I appreciate the-, the hospitality down at Winthrop Coliseum yesterday. You guys do a great job down there. Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun, and uh, they got a big win, get, snapped a four-game losing streak. So uh, this week it's at Indianapolis. Where's, where's the uh, Friday night dinner or Saturday night dinner? We could always uh, do um, St. Hey, Elmo's, right? I was going to say, you St. Elmo's? I don't like the horseradish uh, thing. I've, done, I've, I've been tricked by that shrimp cocktail before. <laughs> It'll burn your sinuses out, so I'll, if we go, I won't be getting that. My per diem probably wouldn't cover that anyway, so <laughs> probably something uh, not quite uh, four-star, something a little bit down the list yeah. a little bit. All right, you guys go on the air at 10 o'clock, right? 
We do. 10 o'clock, regular time, 1 o'clock kickoff, and then you guys got the post-game show, and hopefully yeah. we'll send it back with something positive this week. Yeah, we'll be on uh, about 4 o'clock, 4, yep. 4.30, and yeah, hopefully we have something good to talk about after the game, certainly. But it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll talk to you again, maybe not next week. Probably next week with the holiday, we won't, but uh, definitely uh, in two weeks uh, we'll get back in. We'll get back in and do the, uh, bring in the new year. Do it. Bring in the new year with the pregame, postgame podcast. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.